Welcome to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. I'm your host, Dara, and I'm here with my other host, Aliyah Rahim. What's going on? Um, You know, okay, I know everyone's been thinking it. Everyone. We didn't do an episode last week. Oh my God, I and know. And to our fans, our loyal fans... I truly say I'm sorry, but it was a bit of a wild week. It was crazy. I mean, mean, we're back in New York, so like we just get in the thick of it. Yeah, we're go, go, go. We're going. I'm over here. I'm doing this. We didn't leave the house this weekend, but we are go, go, go. But at the same time, (laughs) I'm doing this. I'm doing that. We didn't leave the house this weekend because we ran around like crazy people on Friday. That's true. It took a lot out of us. Well, and by that, I mean ran like three errands. But after that, it was like... You're lucky I'm not going on sabbatical. (laughs) It's so exhausting. We went to Greenpoint for Christ's sake. Greenpoint. Oh my God. I can't even believe we went back. We're going to go back next weekend. We are going to go back next weekend. Um, And pick out art. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Curate our freaking apartment. Curating our apartment. Dara was kind of on curating. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the other day, because we were hanging. I casually um, mentioned. No, not casually. That there's a way to curate art. And that a way she does that nothing about. The appropriately. And she literally like almost lost it. Like she's freaking, I don't know. Like I'm a Chelsea girl hanging yeah. out at galleries. Like you're freaking gallery. You don't gallery. know what I do on my downtime. Uh, short-lived gallery girls yeah. over here. Justice for gallery girls. Justice for gallery girls. <laughs> um, I had a bit of some medical trouble last week. Okay. This is very <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to go to urgent care. I oh had God. a swollen finger yeah. that was just like getting out of control. It was lasting four days. Finally went on Thursday. It hurt like hell. She, I had to get three shots in my finger to numb it mm. so that she could... Open up my cuticle and drain the swelling. Oh, my gosh. It was so painful. I was like, I can't. My threshold for pain is like, I can't handle anything worse than this. Like, so childbirth, it's now officially off the table. Oh, God. And there was like a lot of green pus, right? Yeah. Not a lot, actually. Yeah. Mind you, the night before, we're sharing a lovely uh, bowl of popcorn. It's not contagious. I casually suggest to my sister that maybe she wants to put a Band-Aid on the finger because like, we're in a communal type situation. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Again, lucky it, I didn't get my head ripped off. <gasps> Whoops around. <laughs> As the popcorn is like spraying me in the face. It's not contagious. <laughs> it's oh not. God. And it wasn't oozing anything okay, at that time. Great. Okay. They gave to the medical doctor at City MD in Crown Heights. Much appreciated. Um, do not shut them out. <laughs> I know. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't that bad either. Yeah, I would not suggest going there. Uh, but, which, yeah. <laughs> but, and then I started feeling, um, after I got home from City of D, I finger I could feel it getting better. It was, swelling was going down. And then I started feeling these bumps in my elbow. But I think it's okay. I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is my side of my origin story. But I talked to my uh, cousin who's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> This is boring. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'll wrap it up. Oh my god, I I'll can't wrap it up. believe I've, I've, I've even brought up the second my, bomb. It's Monday. I'm fine. My finger, my finger has gone down. I'm gonna be on antibiotics for another week, for another few days. So thoughts and prayers, guys. Please send them my way whenever you can. Okay. Um, moving on. Sorry, how was your week? Oh, that's yeah. That was basically a big reason why we didn't do a show because I was exhausted. She was. She was traumatized from the whole experience. Yeah, she had a lot of stuff going on. You guys, we have other lives other than the the pod. Okay, I can't live and die by the pod. Yeah, we are here to give you more consistent episodes, and we will not fall back down that rabbit hole. Consistent episodes. episodes. Interesting content, Hopefully. controversial, controversial, edgy, um, dark. Yeah, sometimes. but at the same time, like revolutionary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much how it's on. Yeah, our show. that's yeah, that's our slogan, our new slogan. 
Um, Tina. Okay. Oh, we're starting with Tina. We're, yeah, that's a good. Let's start with yeah, Tina. I mean, so we're gonna do a quick segment of long story short. Boom, 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 boom. Long story short. No, actually, so we're gonna follow the agenda. Oh, excuse me. Um, because we're gonna give you a couple updates. Yes. After we did a big debrief on Harry and Meghan, I'm sure everyone knows that Prince Philip. I'm sorry, may he rot. Um, wow. died. Okay, I'm sorry. Pretty, Maybe not all that. Wow. But wasn't a great guy. Wasn't I the mean, greatest. Pretty anti-monarch. <laughs> yeah, I would like, say I am. Yeah. Uh, I know people are complex. Not everyone's all good and bad. Whatever. He died. Uh, he was 99. He lived a freaking yeah, full life. Like, Jesus, insane. what's in the water over there? I mean, I think at Give this me point, some. I mean, they were just like kind of keeping him alive. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so the big question was, will Harry and or Megan go to the funeral? That is which the is happening question. this weekend. Confirmed. Confirmed. What? Finally. But yes. it was a little touch and go for a while. Like we didn't know whether we thought both of them. Yeah. Harry will be attending the funeral without his lovely bride, mm-hmm. Megan. Because of doctor's orders, wink, wink. Uh, she, well, I think that's legit. Yeah, she's pregnant. Um, she got a newborn. Yeah, so, she's pregnant with a child under two at home. I think like any woman would stay home and not fly across the country uh, to go to a funeral in London. However, I do think she is very, very happy, very happy to be missing that funeral. And she's like, send them my love. Right. So now everyone's, of course. I mean, there was literally a full page article in the New York Times uh, oh, that's Sunday right. edition print about whether or not there's going to be a reconciliation between William yeah. and Harry. So people will be watching the body language. You better, you bet your bottom dollar E! News is going to have, oh, I'm sorry, R.I.P. E! News. Oh, my God. Okay, what, Daily we, Pop? Um, can they handle this? No, Are they even absolutely not. They can't handle What's this. about to happen? But somebody somewhere is going to have a body language expert I mean, I think, dial. I think the UK media has that covered. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, E would just be lucky to be able to keep up with them. Yeah. What they are going to be doing at that funeral, they are, if they don't have like if, cameras implanted uh, in the pews. Yeah. Be, be prepared to be refreshing Daily Mail just all day. Just oh, all day. Oh, Daily Mail is like losing its shit. Yeah. Because I think it's like even more like kind of like mouth drooling because Megan's not going to be there. Oh, yeah. So it's like... I honestly think it will be easier on Harry to not have Megan there. Yeah. Um, Just because he won't have to worry about his family being assholes to her. Yeah, he won't have to worry and about that. And it'll just be assholes to him. Exactly. And he can, like, take it. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Can he? He's just like, know, he's oh, little, whining. Little baby. Like, oh, please. They took away his security, Daryl. I like, know. Come on. Now he has to go work for Netflix. They, uh, Thank God for his mother's inheritance. Thank God. Um, but yeah, so... No, I'm kidding. I'm Team Harry. We are Just Team Harry. Harry. You know, I love you, bro. Harry, if you ever want to come on the pod... Oh, my God. Harry, you'd so be amazing. So happy to have you. Yeah. Okay, so yes, we'll, I guess we'll give you another update maybe next week. Yeah. Well, oh, my God, those pictures. The pictures, the videos. What are I can't we talking wait. about? I can't wait. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I've never looked forward to a funeral... Never mind. I know. Finally, he gives me something. Finally, this man. Finally, he gives me something. Um, next big update. Long story short, uh, is that we have a celeb fan in our audience. We do. Katy Perry listens to the pod. Oh, that's right. She debuted long black hair. I know. A coincidence after we did our big episode? I don't think so. I, I mean, she might as well have just DM'd us and thanked <laughs> us. And I would have been like, no problem, girl. Katie, you need other advice? We got you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, basically dance. your entire career comeback. Yeah. So I have your entire year 2022 mapped out. Yeah. So shocker, not shocker. She looks great. She, she looks, looks amazing. About seven years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, mazel to her. Keep yeah. it up. It changes her whole image, her whole vibe. Like, yeah. keep your hair dark. I cannot stress this to you enough. Keep it up. Um, one of our favorite television characters is back on oh, your television. Oh my everybody. gosh, Elliot Stabler. Elliot Stabler from SVU. Real Law and Order heads now. Real Law and Order heads now. Uh, they had a crossover episode last after week. twelve years. 
after 12 years after a really interesting arc as an actor chris Mm -hmm. maloney himself i mean he was on beep yep he was on underground yep he had that weird show on that on sci-fi network was it sci-fi yeah yeah yeah, with the little cartoon yes i mean because really at this point what's a channel what is a channel uh he was in that movie with amy schumer and goldie hahn Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he really is he an artor. Yeah, he flexed really, his muscles. Oh, my God. Comedic muscles. Cinema. He got what he screen. needed to do. Mm-hmm. And now he's back for that paycheck. Oh, my God. Because you bet that yeah, like, like 300 grand an episode. Oh, my easy. God. It's like, probably, do you think he's making more than Mariska now? Th- what, Aaliyah? Dara, what? Sexism is real. Okay. She has a clause in her contract that no one on NBC on Thursday nights make more than Well, her. she's taking any notes from Lauren Conrad. She better. Exactly. Exactly. And don't we all take notes of Warren Conrad? I know I do. Exactly. I've based my entire personality <laughs> for the middle portion of my life so far uh, off of her. So Yeah, exactly. And she hasn't straight me <laughs> <laughs> for yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, no, to answer your question, he's not getting paid more than Mariska. Don't be insane. Okay. Um, We watched the first episode. Do we need to watch the second episode? Oh, no, we watched the second watched episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be good. Be good. Yeah, I mean, honestly. It's really what we're looking for. It's exactly what you're looking for. The masses will love it. The locals are going to eat it right up. A less racist Chicago PD. I mean, obviously. Thank God. Everything that show is. A Klan rally is less racist than Chicago PD, so. Uh, so we look forward to more crossover mm-hmm. episodes. You know I love her crossover. We look, look forward to... Oh, spoiler alert. They killed off of Elliot's wife. So be prepared. We will be seeing Elliot mm. get down. Digital, digital, get down. Okay? So look forward to that. No digital, digital, get down. Digital, digital, get no, down. No, no, no digital. Okay. Moving on, long story short. We watched the Tina documentary yesterday, yes. which we've been saying we were going to watch. Yeah. And it was so good. Yeah. Now we're both obsessed with Tina, Tina Turner. I know. Um, Just an incredible life this woman has lived. Yeah. Incredible. She's... I just I love her so much. It was just... Yeah. I really wish... I think like the first... There's so much about her and Ike, and I really do get that Like that's a big part of it. Yeah. But even she kind of was like, oh my God, can we talk about well, nothing? Not kind of. Yeah. She said, God, can we talk about anything mm-hmm. else but Ike? And I was, I would have loved more going into like her music career and like the, like she was in her fifties at like her peak yeah. really and how they navigated that like, yeah. suppose like comeback and like, how many iterations her career had was yeah. insane. And like, I never got that about Me like her either. career. I never realized like how long it spanned mm-hmm. and like and also, hits. oh my God. Mm-hmm. And exactly like where she was placed in like the categories yeah. of music. Like I never like, really being a forefront of like a black woman in rock music. Yeah. And like also like kind of like who were her contemporaries? Cause obviously by the time like we were growing up, like, Tina Turner was already like a legend, but we had no context for her. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. like even though like yeah, she was a legend, like respect, obviously, but like was she more like a Lionel Richie? But like now I see it's like no, she's yeah, like a she's David really Bowie. Cool. She's like a prince. Like yeah. those are her contemporaries. Yeah. Like yeah, her the way that she was presented like mm-hmm. was never really clear yeah um so it was kind of good uh, really cool to get an idea of like who she is as an artist yeah. and then obviously like and i always think it's more interesting and fun to do a documentary about an, like an icon when they're still alive and they've like taken part in the documentary yeah i even with like like she's yeah they're like probably talking heads in it who's talk more than her but yeah just getting her kind of like yeah perspective on her own life was interesting yeah and also like perspective on her like legacy yeah her legacy yeah and like just the idea of like the fact that she did have to like kind of climb back mm-hmm. from being kind of like washed out yeah in this sense so she like, like so a like, vegas basically a glorified yeah, vegas so like that girl. idea of her kind of like 
a cheesier like i saw i saw where i got that idea from Me too, yeah like in terms of like seeing her growing up yeah but then it's like oh then she has this like great hit and yeah. she's like really pushing the oh, envelope baby. of a woman in rock music mm-hmm. and it's like oh then you see like the legend aspect it's yeah. like she really yeah kind of was always playing like the hand she was dealt yeah. but obviously really well and she's insanely talented yeah and like the, the live performance aspect of her i feel like they played a lot of live footage because she is like this incredible live performer yeah. that's really kind of where she made like like that's her bread and butter is like live performance and in that way like it reminded me of like bruce springsteen yeah. and like little richard mm-hmm. like just like taking over the stage and yeah like, yeah those like yeah massive audiences that she could command yeah um and i love stories where about people finding success later in life yeah because i like there's such a narrative of like the 30 under 30 yeah like, definitely if you don't like reach your peak by like mm-hmm. first of all ain't no peak for me baby girl like right we soar into the top soaring to the top for the rest of our life um but like yeah this like idea that like oh like like if you don't get to, to where you want to be at like 25, mm-hmm. then like it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And she's just like proof. Totally that, busted down that idea. Yeah. yeah. Especially a woman in pop music. Yeah. Oh my God. To be her age. Like, yeah. That's it, why Katy Perry, you can still do it. Yeah. And like, she was also like an older woman who like looked like an older yeah, woman. She you did. Know what I yeah. She did. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it was like really, really, really great to see her like push that boundaries. And I guess it like it never they didn't really talk about it so much in the documentary. Yeah. So I would like to maybe like hear her talk about that in some way. But I, I wonder yeah. what it had to play some role. But it seemed in the way it was pertaining to the documentary, like it wasn't this like she was like, No, like I'm not gonna let like the divorce of Ike define yeah. me and just be Ike and Tina for the rest of my life. Like I'm gonna go be Tina Turner. Yeah. And the manager kind of always about the star it for yeah. a second. But yeah. I just would have I think her career is far more interesting than mm-hmm. the Ike drama. Yeah, exactly. And I and I've yeah yeah but it's like it's always tied to that Mm -hmm. it's and i mean that's just like yeah yeah. i get it but but you're right there is so much like her actual career like after ike and tina it's like it's it's incredible it's far it's so much more impressive yeah it was kind of funny to like not funny but like they're literally talk showing the clips of her like back in the 80s talking about how she wants to talk about anything other than ike and then literally doing this documentary where they spent half of it talking about ike Mm -hmm. asking her about ike in real time and and that to me like that drew like a little bit of similarity to the britney doc for me Mm -hmm. in terms of like this idea that we're showing through documentary film the pitfalls of yeah. the way the media treats women mm-hmm. but like they keep doing it but they're but they're showing it to you in the same exact process of what and so like so then it's like how do you like take that because yeah. like tina participated in the documentary like she's in, being interviewed for, uh, for it so in some degree she obviously like wants the story to be told and you know yeah. but on the other hand and she's so right when she says that she's yeah. like basically saying just what you did like yeah ike and tina is the least interesting part of the story yeah it's not the headline mm-hmm. and i do think to some degree the documentary really revealed that it does and yeah. so i think that that's why she probably took part in it because they explained that they wanted to do that yeah but at the same time it's like they kept uh they the documentary showed like kind of like a reel of of abuse she took by journalists mm-hmm. um after leaving Ike and after telling the story, particularly around the time of uh, what's love got to do with it, and like the movie coming out, yeah, the movie what's love got to do with it coming out. So it's like bringing back all the abuse she suffered from Ike, and like they're mm-hmm. asking her all these questions, and she has to answer it. Like literally, just in a casual interview, yeah. they're like, "What's like the most traumatic thing you've ever been through?" Yeah. It's like literally serious questions, and she's like, "Yeah." So like they would just casually like re-traumatized me yeah. on like a press circuit and like she's, and so to, like to hear her talk about that the way like Brittany was traumatized mm-hmm. like by the press the very similar way it's like interesting to like 
definitely like look back to think about the way that like that was happening in the media but it's also like yeah you're getting that information from media that's like yeah. also taking part in it yeah. it's like a weird vicious cycle yeah because like the britney thing it's like her comment after the documentary which people thought was really like favored her and was on her side trying to like kind of tell it in a new light and then she kind of has a statement that's like i didn't watch it but the thing they saw i didn't like and like it kind of really embarrasses me mm-hmm. and so you just like people people think that they're doing things that have her in her best interest mm-hmm. which is what basically what people have been doing for her entire life right and she's saying it's like no i don't like i don't like being obsessed over i don't like being analyzed and all this documentary did it was analyze me more. I, over me more. I just want my freedom and yeah. I want to be along with my mans and my babies. Yeah. And maybe like it's so it's just feels like we're all like sitting here on Twitter and like making these do- documentaries trying to be all like, oh, my God, looking back and like, look what we did. Look what we did. And she's like, I don't give a f- f about you guys trying to make yourself feel better right. over what happened or trying to re- or correct the situation leave me alone listen to me for once mm-hmm. and you know they're gonna make another documentary on netflix and it's just gonna keep going and going and right we're still not listening to her we're still not listening to Free her Brittany. okie dokie long story short segment over um we've got the second official segment about time that we've been wanting to do for a long time Such but long. we had to find the right we had to find the right person. Like we had to find the right, I don't know, story. Yeah. Honestly, the the right journey through fame. So real heads will know that we first did this segment with Ben Affleck. It's called "How Are They Still Famous?" Mm-hmm. Um, a little. It's a bit of an education. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of where we take you through a deep dive through a movie star's careers, the peaks, the valleys, and kind of take you from how someone can seemingly have a perfectly crafted Hollywood career that's headed towards legend status and things just go deeply, deeply (laughs) off the tracks, sometimes because of greed, Mm -hmm. sometimes because of missteps, sometimes because of controversy. Yep. But there's always bad choices. There's always bad all, choices. Yes. The road to hell is always paved with gold. Mm-hmm. Nowhere more so than Hollywood. Mm, I like that. Mm. So today's episode of How Are They Still Famous focuses is on the one and only. Starring Kira Knightley. What's that? A hat? Crazy, funky, junkie hat. I'm Okay. Kira Knightley is someone who is like one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, ever. you're a big fan. Yes. And this is like never an attack. I honestly no. am coming from a place of concern because yes. I just don't know where we went wrong. And I think she's like one of the most talented actresses. She's made so many good movies. And there was just a time where she so was. So many bad movies. Yeah, so many bad movies. But I mean, who's perfect? Yeah. But there was just a time where there was she had reached the peak of I think Hollywood's like fame had intersected perfectly with also like a height fame of like being a fashion girl Mm -hmm. that both that she was able to do in a way and get taken seriously in a really interesting way that like also inspired like a lot of other actresses were doing it. It was like at a time when like Nicole Kidman like it was very much like fashion actresses take fashion seriously yeah okay and what actresses wear on red carpets is fucking serious business and couture is art yeah and like actresses were all like weighing 80 pounds and acting like they had any clue what type of like fashion was like anything right as if they didn't and like Keira knightley is like the peak of that yeah she's like the pinnacle of it. Like, literally, if you were just skinny and could wear a dress, people thought you knew anything about fashion. Yeah, they called you a fashion icon. Yeah. Sienna Miller. Uh, um, Blake Lively. No. Blake Lively was never known as a fashion girl. Blake Lively was never known as a fashion girl? That's literally the entire, like, thing of Gossip Girl. Okay, well, none of her fashion age as well. Well, I will have you know that while that is true, Blake Lively was, like... I think she still is considered a fashion girl. Blake Lively is like a huge fashion girl. 
Okay, that's a t- not an argument for another time and place. Okay, yeah, but it's like not an argument. Like I'm proposing. Like okay. I'm just telling you the way it is, the way Anna uh. Wintour and God made it, not like my personal opinion. Oh my God, did Anna want to put her on the cover of Vogue? She absolutely a hundred percent did. Oh okay, continue. Okay, so t- yeah, tell me like kind of like where did so like Keira I think Knightley we should just from. like start from like the genesis yeah. like where did Karen Knightley burst onto the scene that was obviously from Bend It Like Beckham ah uh, the great movie and if we just want okay movie uh, yeah oh I like the movie a lot. yeah no 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 it's, it's I think it's pretty like classic it premiered in 2002 yep so she's been with us now for like almost two decades so you know any 20 year career in Hollywood's gonna have its you know ebbs and flows but yeah. we've yeah we've reach some real craters okay <laughs> but like she explodes from Bend like Beckham the movie gets a l- huge amount of buzz because it's kind of like an indie film that like came out of nowhere was filmed in the UK mm-hmm. the Indian actress who no one knows her name yeah unfortunately no. that is racism in Hollywood everyone yeah she's completely she's, overlooked yeah. and the following year Kieran Knightley is placed and this is when like things like yeah, literally explode is when she's placed into the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise ever heard of it yeah maybe you're familiar with it uh so that things just get massive from that well Absolutely and that massive. same year Love Actually comes out and Whoa. Love Actually is a slow burn but it's still like she's obviously yeah. like so in two years she has three big big movies yeah and out of like, the gate too. out of the gate so 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 I'm gonna stop you before you continue with the rest of her career because at this point, despite oh no 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 keep going because I want because I I'll, I'll save this point for when you get to the next movie. Well, I think that I should just say that like what her next film is, yeah, and what the film that made me really become a fan is in 2005 we are I given no. no Pride and Prejudice. There we go. There we go. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, a remake that. Colin Firth and Emma Thompson had already put their blood, sweat, and tears behind, mm-hmm. but it needed to be done, and it was done so beautifully. That is when, like, Vogue became yes. knocking. Like, it was, like, this big thing, like, corsets, dresses, this movie so beautifully done, mm-hmm. like, white excellence. I haven't seen that, but... Oh my god, you! T- I forgot that. Yeah. You tell me that every time I talk about it, and it always like hurts my heart because yeah. it's so freaking good. I've seen it like a hundred times, and that is when like Kira Knightley takes the you know the world by the balls, yeah. and like she is now. So that what year bitch. is that? Like, That's two thousand five, baby girl. So okay, yeah. So like in three years, she just has she's going hit after hit after hit yeah it's pretty crazy for her hollywood she get lets the, her do whatever she wants did she get the oscar nom for that for Pride and prejudice yes. or does that come with atonement i think that comes with atonement okay i think that comes with atonement but all it took was was for all it took was pride and prejudice to show that she could not only do the big like blockbuster movies yeah but was also prestige well it also was like the film that like hollywood was like fuck now we know what to do with this girl yes because then you she- know so th- that's yeah. i think that's why pride and prejudice is such a huge moment for her mm-hmm. because it's like yeah she already had pat but it's like already building on the she's idea she's gonna be the period drama girl yeah because it's like she's already in a big franchise that yeah. is like has mass appeal yeah. but she's still in a period piece in yeah. it it's not like sci-fi action so it's like already like lumping her in yeah to and be the corset girl she, yeah but it's interesting because at this point she has four movies two of them are modern yeah but it is this something about her in a period piece that everyone's just like that's where she should be yeah because she looks really good in a period piece and she for better first becomes a period piece drama i think she lives and dies by that sword well, it does really well for her because yeah. two years later after Pride and, Pre- Pride and Prejudice, she follows it up with Atonement, yep. which is like so, I, I mean, like you already had swung and were on home base yeah. and now like you did it again. I don't know, sports analogies. Yeah, ah, wait, she's you're swung and she's on home She's, on home, she didn't she's run. on home. She ran and she, then she, she, she hit a double. Now she's a. She hit she's, a double and a triple. Okay. Move oh on my god! It's crazy. Bad. It's bad. So Atonement is like really, really, really good. It also blows up James McAvoy's career. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Social Ronan. 
Saoirse Ronan never heard of her. Oh, gets bustled. It's like, it, like everyone loves yeah. this home. It's huge. Also, it's, have not seen it. It's beautiful. It's filled with British people, Irish people. <laughs> the film is like really everyone's. There's this really, really famous like Chanel pin in the movie okay. that like really is honestly a character. Yeah. And there's so much really beautiful couture fashion in it that it like only ascends her even more so to like now she starts doing like yeah yeah she like becomes like a spokeswoman for chanel it's like insane like she and so at this point and i she's gotten the oscar nom she's got the big block uh Mm -hmm. buster box office so i'm gonna make an analogy maybe this isn't a good one because i think we could do an episode on this next person i'm gonna say at this point, she's sort of heading towards what I think we all thought Jennifer Lawrence was going to be and has recent years shown that maybe she's not going to live up to that. Yeah. You know, like she's got commercial appeal and she's got award appeal. Yes. She has hit both of those yeah. really hard and really everywhere. well. She was yes. everywhere at this time. Mid aughts, can I like freaking crushed it she's everywhere exactly i think she has the kind of like mass appeal that serious actors now yeah. like benedict Bener- benedict cumberbatch thank you benedict cumberbatch, cumberbatch try and like get after they've done all their like prestige films yeah. and then they get cast in some like avengers film mm-hmm. to have that like simultaneous like huge yeah. check while also getting like oscar balls licked yeah it's she had that all and it happened at once really quickly yeah simultaneously so it was like like i guess maybe a better like reference would be like i think she was sort of in a british way heading towards like a julia roberts yeah like because she could do a rom-com like nobody's business yeah but yeah she could do the critically acclaimed stuff too yeah but take me down to the lows well, I think... Well, she hasn't had a couple of string of hits, or... Yeah, no, 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 What no, happens no. after we a haven't, Like, okay. Like, the thing is, is that she makes some weird choices next after Atonement. Yeah. I think the next big film that comes after Atonement the following year is The Duchess. Wait, fo- oh, that's the following year? Yes. See, that's when I think and it's, we get where too we get, carried away with the period dramas. We get beyond. And just like also, I think the fact that it was like called The, the Duchess mm-hmm. and like as opposed to like Pride and Prejudice and like it's Atonement where those were period pieces, but they were done kind of like modern-ish uh-huh. in the sense of like she still looked like Kira Knightley like. Just in a corset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Duchess, she's wearing like a full yeah. on, oh, like, yeah, the, the wig. regal wig. And it's just like, it looks like, yikes. Yeah. It's just like a lot. I have no clue what the British, or what the Duchess is about. Uh, about don't know. Don't care. Yeah. But then I think she makes like a few other like weird rant. I mean, you have in 2011, like another Pirates movie coming out. So like, obviously she's still doing that. Yeah. And like, I'm sure that took up a lot of her time. However, then in 2012, and I remember when this movie came out, it was pushed as a big, you know, Karen Knightley vehicle, yeah. Anna Karenina. Anna, yes. which actually I watched a few weeks ago. It's actually really good. Okay. Like it's like they make some weird choices. It's actually like they're doing something kind of like different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't think you need to play Anna Karenina yeah. after you just played the Duchess. Like it just like <gasps> it was too. It was it, too much. It's knowing your strengths and also, but yeah, and gotta know when to yeah break it's out like, the other parts of the Swiss Army knife. You gotta learn when to switch lanes. It's like yeah. we get corsets; it's your lane, but you gotta switch lanes and go into but something part else. Part of her problem is when she does switch lanes. Well, and okay, so then I think she hears us. I think she hears the crowd saying, no No more, more. walk. And then she does Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Yeah. With Steve Carell, which in essence, if you remember 2012, Steve Carell was like huge. Yeah. And like, actually, that's like great. That's you. Keira Knightley is going to do a movie with Steve Carell, guys. It's going to be a comedy. It's going to be a little dark, a little weird. Like, they're kind of depressed. Great. She needs to do that. But, you know, it doesn't do well. It falls deaf on critics. It doesn't do what it 
things it's gonna do because i think we've now for some reason with her reached a point because i mean that was just probably a bad vehicle for her but it also was like it started she started to look start looking weird in modern movies yes it was it didn't feel, feel natural like actually like yeah. people were like is this a time girl if you don't your ass back to the revolution <laughs> so like we didn't want her in modern movies but we also like didn't want her to do any period well, pieces yeah and like he, i think like it's something to do with like just the imagery of her that yeah. okay between the movies between pirates between atonement between like her doing vogue photo shoots where it was like always just like really like art mm-hmm. heavy like kind of like yeah building on the persona of the women that she was playing yeah yeah and definitely. then doing like chanel ads where she's just playing like a woman walking around pair i mean she doesn't seem like a real person she, like she's made for these times so when she's like puts a hoodie on to hang out with steve Carell, it just it didn't so weird yeah it was weird yeah okay but then she has okay then she also does begin again which is like same thing so yeah. she does seeking a friend with steve carell the next year she does begin again with mark ruffalo so i think you can clearly see her yeah. strategy now with her career that's set in modern times it's set yeah. in modern times but She's, it's so cringe no i like begin again i know you like it but it it's has so heart cheesy. i like it more every time i see it maybe i need to watch it again mark ruffalo jessica what's that girl's name oh. Haley seinfield Oh, is she in that? Yes. Oh, I like Kaylee Seinfeld. And isn't Woody... No, now I'm com- confusing uh, another movie. Woody Harrelson's in another movie uh, with her. Um, I know Adam Levine's in it. Adam Levine's in it, which I think really is why a lot of people didn't take yeah. that movie seriously. Because he plays like... Him. He's supposed to play like... Himself. Yeah, like you don't want to see Adam Levine in a movie in 2013. No, you don't want to see Adam Levine. Is it, was it not a good look in 2013? Or was it not a good look in 2021? It's not, it's not a good look ever. Agreed. Agreed. So like that was like a really big... Like, honestly, I really think the casting of Adam Levine took down that movie. Yeah. And simultaneously took down Karen Eilish's career. Did you feel like... I didn't ever felt like Mark Ruffalo and her had chemistry. They didn't, which is like, girl, how do you not have chemistry with Mark Ruffalo? They never... It just... I didn't feel like... But the thing is, their... No, no, but their relationship... Like, they didn't have chemistry, like, even as actors. But their relationship in the movie is... Platonic? Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there is a point where, like, it teeters in a subtle... But they're... No, but they're supposed to be building each other back up. They're both going through... Yeah, they're both, like... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, spoiler alert, like, I don't think anyone cares. Like, no, like, they don't end up together, but they mm-hmm. end up in each other's lives. It's platonic. They're not supposed okay. to be, like, sexual romantic. Sweet. Yeah. Maybe it could have been a woman. Yeah. Maybe. Not that that means that that couldn't be sexual chemistry, obviously. But... She's been played by Patricia Clarkston. That's a random... Uh... She would real Kira Knightley back in and set her straight. <laughs> oh, kind of like a tough, like... Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I'd kind of be into that. Yeah. And also maybe, like, give her some courage. I mean, she... <laughs> okay. But then I think that every actress who... Every actor or actress yeah. who has given Hollywood a shit ton of hits and the career starts to lag and, like, you know, the yeah. 11th hour gets to pull in a favor and that's what we call the imitation game yep because for some just when you think she's out i mean to be fair like imitation game starring benedict cumberbatch yeah i cannot say that man's name you don't need to it's fine sorry to this man sorry just um he was like everywhere but she gets an academy award nom yeah for this film and so it kind of and a very quiet one yeah because it wasn't like the Academy Award the first time, where that was really what like, psh, right? And then you it was like, no, she's like a member of mm-hmm. the Academy. Yeah. She is someone's work who we will acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. When they do Oscar bait, yes. <laughs> War, yeah. Yep. History movies about yeah, because it's about like World War Two, yeah. blah blah. It doesn't matter what it's about. Um, but I feel like that kind of brews a little life, life into her career. It does. It does. I think. You I think know a lot of people what? were like, "Oh yeah, her." Yes. Oh yeah, Kira. We love her. Yeah, and she is always really great in a film. And like, okay, so she's not in a corset, but she's in World War Two. So we're in the twentieth century. So yeah, we're kind of in our comfort zone. So we're zone. in, a, yeah, exactly, in a good comfort zone. And I think like maybe like she gets it, like she's mm-hmm. gonna like kind of course correct. Yeah. 
But and then I see her in literally what I think is like the worst thing you can see <laughs> one of your favorite actors in, especially oh when you notice that their career is in a bit of a foil. Oh, God. What is it? We see her in Collateral Beauty. Oh and that God. is when I know that, like, we may have lost it. Like, it, it might have gone off the tracks. Collateral Beauty, for people who don't remember, was... No one's going to know what I... I know. Collateral I Beauty. had to think about it. I had to, like, play a trailer. It was the Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Okay. And, like, ten other... Yeah. Like, go through it. Yeah, it's almost like... You, if To describe the type of movie it is, it's the type of movie that a studio gave someone $300 million yeah. to pay... Who is the cast in Collateral Beauty? Okay. Will Smith. Yes. For one. Um, Kate ha- Winslet. Helen. Oh, my God. Kate Winslet's in that? Kate Winslet. Helen Edward Mirren. Norton. Helen Mirren. Oh God, Naomi Norton. Harris. Uh, Michael Payne. Like, just. Okay. I mean, while so yes, many people about a story where it's like they all the characters don't know each other and yeah. they all connect in the end over Ugh. some stupid loves it's like looks terrible i think it came out on like christmas day yeah it was supposed to be huge and it wasn't i feel like it wasn't like it was one of those movies where like no i think it because it came out on christmas day it was will smith i know it was supposed to be everyone saw the trailer and no one was going to see that movie and so that's when i'm like kira are we not reading every script Because I know she saw the cast and she was like, yes. And she saw the paycheck and she was like, yes. Yeah. But we've got to read the scripts, babe. Yeah. We've got to read the scripts. We have to care. We've got to care a little bit. But then she does Colette in 2018. Which, that's my bitch right there. That, and that's where, I remember when I saw that We read the script for that one. We read the script. She understood the assignment. She Mm -hmm. came prepared. That's when I remember I saw that movie. I remember, like, I had to, like, pause it and Google halfway through, like, this came out in 2018. Because it's, like, it's such a good film. Such a good film. She's such, the fashion in it is so good. Also, it's a period piece. It's a, yeah, it's a period piece. She plays a, like, bisexual writer. Mm -hmm. It's It's so freaking good. Based on a real woman. But I never, like, really heard about it until we watched it, like, six, eight months ago, whenever we did. You only heard about it because I have my finger on the pulse of every lesbian movie ever. Right. So it's, like, if not for that, then would I have even known about it? Probably not. But it was also with, um, what's the guy from The Affair? What's his name? Dominic West. Dominic West. He's also in it. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if she's making good films yeah. like that, but we're not hearing about them, like, what does that mean? Because she, like, her output is like kind of a lot. I would kind of ask oh, her, her to like a lot. slow it down because mm. I do think it's like every third movie is kind of good. Yeah, but like. Be, or maybe more like every fourth movie. So maybe we just skip the first three and so just that make that people don't one. like pay attention because they're like they're like I don't know if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah, and I don't want to I don't want to waste my time if it's not. Yeah, obviously. So it doesn't like it's not like oh my god, currently is doing a movie like okay like stop everything like back to, going back to the kind of example I used earlier the Jennifer Lawrence like yeah. she does not do movies a lot like right That's so when true. she does do movies it's like okay Jennifer Lawrence is making a movie mm. um yeah and I think that sometimes not putting out so much content kind of stops the toilet from running you exactly. know what I mean yeah definitely like it, it makes selective. it less like we're not just like kind of moving throwing mad. spaghetti at the wall yeah, yeah. So then uh, I always meant to watch the aftermath. It came out in 2019. It looks like period, periody, but not like a real period piece. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. placed in. There's like two random white men surrounding her. I can't <laughs> even tell you what it's really about. She does Berlin. I love you. Don't even know what that means. And then <laughs> misbehavior 2020. Um, <sighs> misbehavior it's a british comedy drama yep no Mm -hmm. one saw it Mm -hmm. but oh box office 1.2 mil what was the budget Aaliyah, the box office was 1.2 mil (laughs) i mean how how little how little can we make a film for oh my wait she was in jack ryan oh yes Uh oh my god we forgot to talk about that she was in jack ryan which is an odd pairing. Who's the guy in that? Um, the guy is Chris Pine. That's, oh, that's insane. What it is. That's what it is. This was insulting. It's like, Kira Knightley, don't let yourself be the girl. Yeah. You are Kira That is when Knightley. I feel like 
she was moving mad and Hollywood threw a lot of money at her to be the girl. And it was like, you'll just go on a press tour. We need like, we want the woman to have like a name. But it's like, no, you should never have done that. No, you should not have done that. You're not like freaking Michelle Moynihan or something. Exactly. Like get some freaking respect for yourself. And I don't care how much money it made. No one gave a crap about this. No one gave. Exactly. Like I, exactly. Like, so like how do we go back like how do we where do we get it all i think where did it all the go next so wrong? movie based on our algorithm for her is the next movie's gotta be great and okay so the last good movie let's just say cola let's say 2018 Oof. 2018 and she's done one two three four five you're not count- counting the cartoon thingy which looks like Oh, okay. She probably just did a voice or something. Yeah. Okay. Voice over work does not count. No, it doesn't. One, two, three, four. Oh, my God. What is greed? Like, this is what I'm talking about. She does way too many movies. Yeah. So I would tell her to not do a movie because I see one that's it's completed, but it hasn't come out yet. But like, do you think she's kind of doing like a weird flail kind of like I sometimes I feel like she has bad taste. But, like, I kind of think she thinks she's doing something. Quirky? Yeah, where it's, like, she's got all this money from Pirates of the Caribbean. So she's, like, let me just act. Let me just act now. Let me just really push myself. But but the thing is, she's not picking movies where she could could act, where that could be the thing that she could do. Like... (laughs) <laughs> that could be a thing she could do. I think a movie set is a thing where, where acting can happen. She's, like she is Kara Knightley. She could, I think, get the roles, but she's picking bad ones. Like, yeah, I just feel like she's like isn't in the right conversations with other actresses that I think she should be. And it's like like Carrie Mulligan. I feel like she should be competing with Carrie Mulligan. But right now it feels like Carrie Mulligan's getting the jump on her. Well, just we actually hadn't heard from Carrie Mulligan in a really long time. Okay, but that's what you do. You you got Carrie Mulligan did a promising young woman in what else? Um, well, she made her, be- uh, she did Great Gatsby, but no, I'm saying, but like, has she thing? done anything recently other than Promising Young Woman? No, because Kira Knightley is not going to play Promising Young Woman. But if she wants to act, maybe she should try. Yeah. Okay. Oh, in education. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't make that many movies, but like you know that same kind of like British, well, like social Ronan. Yeah. I was thinking about Saoirse Ronan, but uh, but the, the age difference. But exactly, kind of like Saoirse Ronan. Like, yeah. why can't you make the decision she makes? Yeah, because I still feel like they should like be in similar conversation. There is well, an age. they were into oh, Tom Taylor. But, exactly. But yeah, I feel like they could be it's in true. the same movie again together. Like, yeah, maybe, not, they're, maybe they're not fighting over the same roles because yeah, there is an age difference. Yeah, it's that weird kind of awkward five year gap where it, like, how old do you think Saoirse Ronan is? Well, what is she? Karen Knightley's like 36. She's 36. And I say that is to say that like she's got a lot of life in her. So like I definitely don't want her to give up yet. Right. Especially when no, I don't 27. Think... Oh my God. Oh, so there's almost a 10 year. Yeah. There's a room 27. Yeah. Okay. If you told me she was like 32. Yeah. She's so young. She's so I young. I don't think of her that She young. carries herself like with a lot of extra years. Yeah. And maybe it's really like getting a Oscar now I'm so young thing like she does just do a prestige movies yeah um <clears throat> and so that comes that's yeah, kind of like wh- but like in terms of like you're right okay so there's like a 10 year age gap between them yeah, but so I just really kind of feel nice. like the way that Sosha Ronan hasn't been pu- doesn't put out a lot of movies yeah she yeah I kind of wish she would like do that me too but she's kind of doing like a Jude Law, Colin Firth, like doing a, a yeah. shit. Like, is this like a, a British thing? Like where she's doing like a, so many movies. But it just makes me feel like what I've heard like Jake Gyllenhaal say one time when someone asked him like, do you like regret like those movies you did that like bombed? Uh-huh. Or like she's like you did and like no one really saw. And he's like, I'm never going to regret making a movie i'm never gonna regret that's getting nice. paid to act yeah. and make a movie and no. it's like yeah that's like kind of true like definitely f- like of course and i'm not saying she should regret the movies but i would just like her to have a bit more care with the next pick yeah um yeah i agree 
Because I, cause I think we both agree that like she's better than the movie she's Yeah, picking. I just feel like there's just so many times where I watch something where I'm like, I feel like we could have found something for Karen Knightley to do. <laughs> and I just like don't understand yeah. wh- how I'm the only one who feels that way. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm seeing actresses take up space in her roles. Yeah. And like, oh, we have watched something recently where we were like, yeah. yeah I and I just like this. don't understand, like, is this like done by choice? Like, where? Because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And she's also like, you know, incredibly private in her part with her personal life. Yeah. Did, just right out today, she has two kids. Like, what? Yeah. She's married to some random guy. So I think we've got, so we have the postmortem, but we need to get a plan for her. Do you want her to do another period piece? The next one. Should the next Honestly, one the next piece? move, we're going to have to like maybe update yeah. on her because I can't think right now where I need to go. I need to sit with this. Maybe we could do some like kind of um, split the baby and maybe do like she set in like the 70s. I would love for her to do a <gasps> movie with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think that would be that would be great. So you know what we need? I know good. what we need. I know what we need. She needs a TV show, uh, yeah. a limited, a limited series, she does. a limited series, an HBO limited series. Yeah, that's what it is. Give it to me. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Sign the papers Sign right the now. Papers. You're right. You're absolutely a hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. She needs a limited series with. I'm so oh, not by her like she can't I don't want her to anchor it I do want her with someone else like a Nicole Kidman okay you think she can anchor it well like she has to be one of the big characters no no no, definitely the big characters okay but I'm not saying I don't want to okay just, Kira you don't have to start from scratch no but um <clears throat> a good but not too many no I don't want another collateral beauty just right. one or two yeah other like a good hearty great cast of a few Nicole strong Kidman. actors um maybe her and Sersha do reunite this maybe is, this they is do. the vehicle where they mm-hmm. do it maybe a kate winslet yeah something like that that's what we need that is what we need boom okay we've given our diagnosis yeah i just we've got to see more i know i need to see more from you yeah i need to see more from you maybe we should watch misbehavior yeah, we do like Goo Goo. I would give it a try. I mean, we're asking for her to give us. It's free, more. right? I'm certainly not paying for it. No, we're definitely not. Yeah. And I think that Kira would not want us to pay for it. Let's watch a trailer later and then we'll decide. And you know what? Let's just see how it goes. Let's just see how it There's goes. There's so much art right now. So much. We had to finish this documentary that we're watching. Yeah. We're watching a dense documentary, guys, because we're intellectuals. Yeah. So, you know what? On but, that note. Yeah. Um, so how are they still famous? Long story short, uh, we'll never know. Yeah. Prize of the Caribbean, basically. And that two Oscar noms, which, you know what? And a bad career. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. She is 20 years in still kicking. There's worse things you could ride There's the wave of. Worse things. But thanks for listening to a new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but I'm your host, Aaliyah. And I'm your other host, Dara. Free Britney. Bye. What's that? A hat? Crazy, funky, junky hat. Overslept? Hair inside me? Trying to look like Kira Knightley? We've been there. We've done that. We see right through your funky hat.